0: Hello, and welcome to CalvinCast. My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds, I want to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure. I've had that Louis Theroux rap in my head for too long now. Actually, not long enough, it's very good, it can stay. That and... um. Because tonight could be the night that I could fall for you over again, don't make me change my mind That is, that's been in my head as well And this is, this is like with me staying off of TikTok as well Like I've been busy and I haven't had time, which is good, to to sit there and just be on TikTok and I think <laughs> I'm worried about this. The algorithm is so strong that, do you remember, okay, so there was this show called, this documentary called The Social Dilemma. And it basically said that when a social media account or like algorithm realizes that you haven't been on the app in a while, it'll like send you messages being like, hey, come back. We've missed you, look what's happening over here. And I reckon these TikTok songs are so embedded in my mind that the algorithm is extended to my brain. So whenever I'm off of TikTok for a few days, I'll just get... My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. You know... That's, um... That's my conspiracy theory for the day. Now that's out of the way, I hope you're well Welcome back to Cast. Rolling straight on with season two Seems you guys liked the video episode Very interesting, we'll see what we can do with that, shall we? Let's see what to do with that Let me get my bearings And uh... I'll do something about it It's like the perfect temperature in my van at the moment um so I'm definitely not complaining about that I wake up it's quite cozy when I wake up it's like that sort of well cozy not in the best way you know when um you wake up in a tent and you're a bit like um I have that but it's not too bad and then I get up and then I get out of the van and I open the door and it's like fresh and that wakes me up really really well so it's nice i'm having a nice time with that i actually i went to a funeral yesterday it was the father of one of my friends and it was a beautiful day it was a really 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 nice service and The memories and emotions that were shared were lovely. Difficult, obviously, as funerals are, but really, really nice. And it was nice... The main main takeaway I, I got from the day was I knew him in a certain way. I didn't know him really, really well, but I knew him well enough. Um... But, obviously, I I knew the side of him that his daughter's friend would know, like as a dad. And there were so many other stories shared from him, um, from people that knew him, about him, shared about him, that showed me, like, different sides to his Personality that I, I'd never seen or heard, especially stories about his dancing and like, like that dancing and, um, the things he would, he, he'd done for people and all this stuff. Like I knew he was a good dude, obviously, but, um, hearing these anecdotes from loads of other people, it was really, really heartwarming. And, um, it just goes to show how, you can affect so many other people in in very specific ways and these ideas that you may have about yourself or that one person has about you can be completely different to how other people see you and it's very interesting how we all have different perspectives of each other and of ourselves basically what I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I'm I'm spinning this round to a whole thing of be really really kind to yourself and be kind just be as kind as you can to everybody else um, because you never know the effect you might have on someone's day or someone's life just by being nice if you can I mean don't force it don't do that thing that I've definitely done in the past where you think you have to be nice, and like you're nothing if you're not nice, and that's not that's not the case at all. Um, you have incredible value as a person, just just as a person, and being able to be kind is a gift that everybody has, and. You should give it freely But you should never force a gift Upon someone There we go The analogy worked It got there in the end (laughs) I thought it would I knew what I wanted to say This is the thing with this podcast I have these points And I'm just verbalising I need a powerpoint presentation Is what I need That is what I need Can you imagine if I ever employed someone to help with this Like okay Okay what do you want me to do PowerPoint, how are you with PowerPoint? Oh my god, oh my god, I would have to interview someone and be like, how are your PowerPoint skills? Wow, I see it. The corporate world. I'm growing up. Anyway, should we crack on with the words? I think we should. Um, The first word of today bounce if you've never been here before by the way hello what i do is use a random word generator to generate five random random words five random words and then i just talk about them and the first word of today is bounce immediately immediately i think of bouncy balls bouncy balls and space hoppers i'm such a child Bouncy balls are the most simple object, and one of the most simple objects in the world. Yet, the amount of chaos they, they hold, chaotic potential they hold in themselves, is incredible. And I'm very drawn to them. I'm very drawn to them for that exact reason. Such innocent looking things, but with the potential for utter destruction through not that much force either. You can just kind of just bloop, just sort of like you're lightly skimming a stone and you could be breaking windows, smashing China, crashing down valuables. Her taking eyes out The possibilities are endless I love them I have no idea what that's I know exactly what that says about me And I stand by it too I stand by it too um, Space operas as well though Less chaotic but equally as Equally as fun um, I haven't been on a space opera in a long time a long, long time. I know, ne- you know, I never see people on space hoppers anymore. It's a very rare thing. I mean, I, I guess I don't frequent places where space hoppers would be a thing. Um, well, I have a goddaughter now. So maybe I'll buy her a space hopper. Maybe I should do that. That would be good. <laughs> This gift isn't for you. It's really for me. There's an ulterior motive behind this. Um, bouncy castles, as well, obviously. Um, so uh, I've had, to, I've got some very fond memories of bouncy castles. Some very fond memories of bouncy castles, flipping and flopping all over the place. Um... I, oh, I do remember, not, not too long ago, pre-lockdown, I went to Alexandria Palace, and at Alexandria Palace, they had, it was, I think it was like the world's, or Europe's, or something like that, the largest inflatable assault course, and it was just one big curly-whirly, bouncy castle that had loads of, um, like, well, assault, assault course things on it, like loads of things to traverse and climb over and absolutely stack it over, um, <laughs> and those big inflatable, like, column things that you'll push out of the way and they will come back and absolutely give you a black eye. Love those guys. Um... And it's one of those things where my like I don't know, ego I guess kicked in and I looked at it and I was like, That's fine, I can do that. It's so my toxic trait is looking at um one of my toxic traits, uh looking at stuff like Total Wipeout and Ninja Warrior and this inflatable bouncy castle assault course and going, Yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, yeah, that looks that's fine. I could do that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably give it a go. <laughs> Ten minutes into this assault course, and I was like <laughs> being knocked around this <laughs> this assault course like like someone had thrown a bouncy ball into a oh god, I don't know, a bucket, and put the lid on it. And it just goes. Um. No sense of direction. Just completely. I was knackered. I was so tired. I still did a victory backflip at the end. Because I completed it. I'll always complete it. I just think I'm going to be in a much better state. When I do. As opposed to. (laughs) Gasping for breath. Um. Yeah, I want to do Tough modern, actually. That's that's the next thing on my list to challenge myself with and think I'm going to do a lot better at than I am. I need to know if there's... I was having this conversation a little while ago, whether they have um, an actual total wipeout course anywhere at all. Except the actual one, because the actual one's in, like, Argentina or somewhere crazy, um, like that. I always thought it was either in England or in America, but Argentina. Um, but it seems silly that they're, you know, upon, like, a brief Google, there's only these kind of, like, inflatable courses around, there's not proper built ones. You would think, though, right? If you have any information on the matter please leave a comment or tweet me at Cavan Kingston. Any of my socials, I very much would like this answer. If you have one in your back garden, because you're a big fan and you built one, let me know, and we'll see what we can do about that. Um, Speaking of awesome bouncy things, there's an amazing film called Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. And Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is a wonderful animated film about a genius inventor who invents invents a way, a machine that can literally make it rain food. And it starts off very well, naturally chaos ensues, but basically he can create whatever he wants and he makes it rain a jelly castle, or a jello castle. Um, and I, I've i spent a long time wondering about whether that would be a feasible thing, um, or whether you just sink into it straight away. I don't know what the tensile strength of... Jelly, it would be at that size and consistency. You could you you, so you you could eat it, but not sink into it, and you know drown in jelly. Not the worst way to go. There's definitely worse ways. Like that would be a that would be a funeral and a half, wouldn't it? There'd be a lot of <laughs> a lot of laughs at that funeral. If I died that way, if I ever die by jelly, please serve, like, let people know that I want jelly served at my funeral. <laughs> Just to be a little bit, a little bit chaotic. Um, do I have anything else for bounce? Do I have anything else for bounce in my head? Tigger, Tigger bounces. The wonderful thing about Tigger's. They're the wonderful thing. They're bouncy, 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 bouncy Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was bordering Woody Woodpecker <laughs> Oh, those trampoline parks as well That's what I was thinking of when I was thinking about the bouncy castle things Trampoline parks are fun And you go there and you normally have like an hour session in them And then you always think Oh, an hour doesn't seem like that long and then you get 10 or 15 minutes into it and you want to die. <laughs> because it just completely knocks the wind out of you. Damn. I've nearly crashed into kids so many times at those things. Unsurprisingly. Anyway. <laughs> Mixture. Mixture. Mixture is an interesting word. Um, mix. Mixing, mixing, I love doing that, when you're making like a cake um, And you just, you get to, you know, boring people do it with a wooden spoon but Or a spatula, a spatula But um, if you, you know, you're mixing like butter and flour and sugar and stuff together And you just in chocolate and you just get it in your hands and you're like That's a good one Maybe I'll do a baking ASMR video. I'll just make a cake. And the whole thing is just me going... <laughs> With that sound effect <laughs> It's mental because I can do voices very well. But sound effects for things. I guess not. That's not my forte. Um, Yeah, baking. Mud. I was definitely a mud pie kid. Definitely a mud pie kid. Spent a lot of time outside. Just... Sitting in dirt, making mud souffle, mud cakes, mud crumble on hot days. <laughs> mud a la creme. Mud escargot. Mud a la, mud a la cave. Mud a la cave. Mud à la cave sounds like it would be a a genuine meal. Mud à la cave. Mud, cavern mud. Mud à la cave. (laughs) Here we are, sir. Mud à la cave. Ah, merci beaucoup. Mm. This is, c'est magnifique. C'est exquisite. Exquisite. Mud à la cave five stars that'll be my restaurant if I ever open it up Mood à la Cave I'll have mud baths as well so I'll have like a spa god I'm giving away all my business ideas here aren't I shouldn't be doing that really some people have a knack for so I've kind of got in going back to the baking thing and cooking in general some people have a real knack for just being able to throw stuff into a pot or a pan or like a wok just thinking of other things that you cook in and just they have a sense for getting it right um my best friend can do this he just throws stuff in and it just works it's really annoying it's really annoying um me I I still throw stuff in once in a blue moon I'll be like that tastes alright but more often than not it comes out like you know Sid the Sloth in Ice Age 4 where he's like mmm tastes a little salty that's (laughs) I love that scene so much Ice Age films they all hold up they're all solid they're all solid films same can't be said for Shrek Par Shrek 2, it gets a bit questionable. Shrek the 3rd, okay. Shrek, and that's it. That's all that exists. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember getting a... When I was younger, it was like a Harry Potter... When the Harry Potter stuff was still going on. Um, it was like a potions class. I remember Snape was on the... On the front... And it was one of those ones where, like, you make your own potions and they're supposed to be able to, like... They're supposed to, like, set, like, jellied worms or, like, jellied eels or whatever they called them in, in Harry Potter land. Um, and I remember... <laughs> I mean, it was a kid's thing, so it must have been the most simple thing in the world and I wrecked it. I screwed it up so hard. and I don't know how I did. But it let me know that cooking was definitely not my forte because I ended up with this weird purple taste that just stank. I still remember the smell. And every now and then I'll smell something that smells like it and it makes me feel so ill. (laughs) So nauseous. It was so bad. It must have been bad because it's like so vehement and so like noxious, like whatever the thing that I created was that it stayed with me. I can't be exaggerating it because it wouldn't have stayed with me so much. Jesus. I would not be passing potions class or Hogwarts, let's just say that. What did they, what was the, um... What's the thing that they used to do back in the day? It wasn't potions. It was like half potions, half magic, half science. And they mixed like... It was like an... Alchemy. Alchemy. I knew I had a cool name. Um, It was like a mixing together of like... What were they... What did they try and make like gold out of metal? Like gold out of... Like expensive metal out of non-expensive metal. So like... Basically they wanted something for nothing... They were trying to cheat it. And what, weren't they trying to make like the elixir of life or something like that? The philosopher's stone, uh, if you will. Um, what does it say? Oh, this is interesting. Alchemy is defined as the process of taking something ordinary and turning it into something extraordinary, sometimes in a way that cannot be explained. An example of using al. Al- alchemy alchemy is a person who takes a pile of scrap metal and turns it into beautiful art that hmm I feel like there's a really annoyingly profound point gonna come out of me right now. Do you know what it's so obvious that I'm not even gonna say it. Yes, I am going to say it. You can take something really bad and you can make something beautiful out of it. You can make something... It takes me back to that Doctor Who episode with Vincent Van Gogh in it. Van Gogh? Van Gogh. Um, the, The ability to take the most searing pain and torment and agony and be able to turn it into some of the most beautiful art that has ever existed and will ever exist it's possible all that pain that everybody has has got to go somewhere so you may as well create something amazing with it instead of destroying. We don't choose what is done to us, but we choose what to do with what it's left us. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Model. Model's the next word. Model. Model Village, I've never been to a model village, I'd like to, I just think about the one in Hot Fuzz, if you haven't seen Hot Fuzz, very good film, there's, um, um <laughs> forewarning, <full> <laughs> There is was uh, definitely a scene of graphic nature in that film to do with the model village, so you'll probably never see a model village in the same way again, but, um, very good film, and I, yeah, never been to a model village, I always see signs for it though on the motorway, I'm like, ooh, model village, maybe one day I'll go there, and I never have, I'm gonna do it, do you know what, next time I see a sign that says model village, I'm gonna go to the goddamn model village, and I'm gonna, I, I will, I will make some content in that model village, and I'll be like, look, see, did it, (laughs) haha, Models. Little. I used to collect Warhammer a lot when I was younger. I used to get really. I wasn't really obsessed with it. It was for me. It was more one of those things that like my sort of like everyone around me was into and so i just got into it by proxy but i really liked the the painting and i really liked uh, i never really fully understood the rules i just sort of had these models and i was like yeah good ya, yeah, good ya, yeah, good yeah that's what i wanted to be like but really it's like roll the dice for like whether you can attack this army blah, 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 blah. and i just wanted to be like Wah! you know um Simple child, very simple child, but yeah, I liked the, um, I liked the painting, that's where I first started listening to Linkin Park, I was, um, painting Warhammer, I remember I collected Space Marines, well, Warhammer 40,000, 40k, I, um, like the, the futuristic one, I collected Space Marines, and then, for normal Warhammer, I collected Tomb Kings, There were, like, these, uh, like, Egyptian skeleton armies. Which makes sense, because I was bang into Egyptian stuff. So I was like, yeah, Doom Kings. The mummy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Model railways as well. Never had one of them. There was a shop in my hometown that did a lot of model. It was, like, a modern a model railway shop and they did like model planes just model things, model boats Um, had some remote control cars but that was about it didn't have a scale electrics scale electrics scale elect. oh my god scale electrics scale electrics scale electrics and hot wheels I love hot wheels Premium content Here Absolutely What if This is getting a bit Conspiracy A bit simulation theory What if like we're all just What if we're all just like model versions Oh We are the model village There's some food for thought hmm, maybe thinking about something models like when you think of a model like a person model you think of beauty, glamour elegance grace, looking very good think of the actual word model it's a weird word Model. It's it's very close to waddle, waddle, model waddle, model waddle, and if you think of some something waddling like waddle, 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 and then he waddled away, waddle, waddle, the duck song. Um, it's not an elegant word for for like a a group of people, who whose literal job is to walk up and down a catwalk, looking very. You know, elegant in a very specific way. It's a very weird word. Model. Model. Hello, I'm a model. It should be like at least model. Like that, you know. Look, look at our graceful models at Mood à la Cave for their grand opening. Not like mud cavern models. Look at them waddling around. I have no idea what I'm talking about anymore. (laughs) My mind just jumped back to mixture, and I just thought of cough mixture. And I remembered Calpol. I don't know if anyone else ever had Calpol, but that was... That was like crack. It was like heroin for children. Oh, that stuff was good. Anyway... What's next? Jungle. Jungle. Jungle, jungle, jungle. Jungle's a much better word. So my nerdy mind thinks of Jungle Japes, the level from Donkey Kong. That's the first one it jumps to. Very good theme tune. Ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da-da, 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 yeah really cool I also watched so I went on um I went on a bit of a um Daniel Radcliffe binge recently um and I watched two of his films back to back big big Daniel Radcliffe fan I would love can you imagine him being a, a guest on the podcast I might do it'm just gonna email Daniel Radcliffe just be like, yo, you wanna come talk about literally, literally random subjects for half an hour in my van. Do you wanna do that, Daniel? Do you wanna do you wanna do that, Dan? Come Dan in a van. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> God damn. So yeah, I watched two of his films back to back. I watched Escape from Pretoria and I watched Jungle. Both very good films. Both true stories. And Jungle is about um, a guy who decided to be like, I want to go traveling, bro. I want to go to the friggin' jungle. And we're going to have a great time. We're going to see what's going on. We're going to take some photos. We're going to meet people. It's going to be awesome. And um, he goes there and everything goes wrong and he basically has to live... He basically gets stranded in the jungle and lost in the jungle for two weeks, three weeks, three weeks, I think. And just has to survive on his own in the jungle for three weeks. Incredible film, incredible story, incredible film. I think it's just called Jungle. Check it out. Um... I was going to say something else. That was it. I had a thought. So you know there's these um there's these tribes that live in the, the deepest parts of these jungles and rainforests. I do wonder the ones that are completely cut off from civilization whether they If they, if they have no idea what a plane is and they see a plane going overhead, what do they think it is? If it was me, I would think it was just a massive bird or a dragon. I would be like, dragons exist. That's just what they do. They are in the sky. Awesome. And then I'd carry on with my life, hunting and gathering. Um... But I, w- I would figure that would be the thing. No one would have told them what it was if they have no idea about technology and electricity and the, the capability to fly. I guess not. I reckon they'd be the same thing if, if aliens came down for us. It'd be like, yeah, so we just, you know, we can like, travel in time, right? And we're like, what? That's possible. And they're like, yeah. Where have you been living? Under a rock? These guys like Tarzan, really, isn't it? Thinking about it. I wanna know, please show me. I wanna know about these strangers like me. One of the most incredible soundtracks to any film, let alone a Disney film. Go on, Phil Collins. Same with Brother Bear as well tell everybody i'm on my way and i'm loving every step i take the sun beating down yes i'm on my way oh man what good soundtrack well done phil good boy good boy i'm interested in, in the difference between jungles and rainforests, because I said that earlier, and then I thought, like, are they the same thing? Are they not the same thing? What's the difference? (gasps) Who are you? A jungle. A jungle always has tropical weather. A rainforest, on the other hand, can be either temperate or tropical. They also both have heavy rainfall, but while a jungle is warm, humid, and has sunlight, a rainforest is humid, damp, and dark. A jungle is always smaller than a rainforest. It can be very thick, and even impenetrable, like my soul. But it can't be as high as the trees of the rainforest. Besides vegetation, the variety of plants and animal 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 the variety of plants and animals matters. Jungles have mostly vines. Oh, sick, they have vines. Look at all those chickens. Shrubbery, insects, reptiles, and rodents. But rainforests have more than half the world's birds, insects, and other fauna, along with flora, even though they cover only 6% of the earth's surface. Damn, they also. Produce twenty percent of the world's of the Earth's oxygen. That's what I was thinking. That's a lot of oxygen. Damn. Interesting. I do love that smell. I've never been to a rainforest or a jungle, but when I've gone to like a a rainforest part of a zoo, um, that that humid closed damp smell I really like it I really like it oh can you imagine if I went to an actual rainforest with like a proper I can just imagine that being something I would I really hope it's something I wouldn't do but like just go in there and be like oh my god this totally smells like the zoo I went to once then they should just leave me there i I would deserve it um all right let's move on to the last word the last word is rugby and rugby let me tell you about my experience with rugby rugby is why i got tested for adhd when i was a child turns out i don't have it i was just an idiot but (laughs) this along with a few other things heavily pointed towards it. So I was I was quite a sporty kid when I was younger. I did enjoy rugby a lot. Um, football, terrible. Absolutely terrible. No coordination at all. Like, give me a ball and say, like, run that way quickly. I'll do it. Fine. But get all that flicky and kicky with a ball. Nah, not about it, mate. That's not I don't have a penchant for that, unfortunately. Um so <laughs> despite enjoying rugby when I was a small child, um I got distracted, bored, completely uninterested by rugby. Not not like At a random point. No, mid-game. Mid-game, I just decided... I'm done. (laughs) And instead of walking off the pitch... And being like... You know, I'm done with this and just leaving. No, I just stopped... while, While the game was going on... And I took one finger and I took my other index finger so two index fingers like most people have and I just span one finger around the other one I just circled it holding one finger up I just circled it with the other one I would spend like five five minutes doing this before someone told me to play the game I'm there to play I decided that spinning, circling one finger with the other was a better use of my time than playing a game of rugby that I was already in the middle of. (laughs) I can definitely see why I got tested, maybe I was misdiagnosed, I have no idea, but oh dear, oh dear, there might even be a picture of it somewhere, I hope not, I hope so, actually, so that's my personal experience with rugby, I have, I'm wondering if, this was, so when I saw the word rugby, that story came into my head, and then the other one was, I wonder if rugby was created in rugby. There is a town called Rugby in England, and I, I used to live not far from it. So I wonder if Rugby was created in Rugby. It must have been. That's too stupid not to have been. Unless it was the other way around. No, surely not. Okay, there's a couple of different sources. um, But we are not here for pinpoint accuracy. We are here to chill and have a good time this is not QI, if you would like scientific accuracy you go to QI but I assume one of these is going to be right Right. so one of them one of them says in 1823 rugby football was created by William Webb Ellis who picked up the ball and ran with it in his arms during a football game at rugby school in England (gasps) he's me just got bored, I am the reincarnation of the guy that invented rugby, except instead of like, you know, deciding to create a whole new sport for the world, I just span my finger around the other one. Um, Amazing, Uh, in 1846 the rules of rugby football were established at rugby school, So it took 23 years for them to establish some kind of rules other than pick up a ball and run with it and just absolutely annihilate whoever has the ball to stop them from getting it from one end to the other. Okay, fair enough. They were like, yeah, after like 23 years of like serious injury and death, they were like, we should probably come up with some rules for this game. Do you want to, should we come up with it? Yeah, we probably should. There's been like 50 deaths of people just... Absolutely tearing into each other on a pitch. We should probably, yeah, yeah, okay, let's do that. Um, So it was, okay, so it was in rugby. (laughs) I love how I got too fixated on the fact that, like, this other guy got bored of playing the game of rugby to realize that I had answered the question that I asked, which was, was it invented in rugby? Yes, it was. So, rugby football, this is the other source. Rugby football was thought to have been started about 1845 at rugby school in Rugby Warwickshire, so that's the same. England, oh, Warwickshire, England. Although, forms of football in which the ball was carried and tossed date to medieval times. That makes sense. I mean, like, there's no way... There's no way, like, in the, since we had ball-shaped things, that pe- some people didn't come up with, like, the concept of, like, run there with the ball and stop them doing that. There's no way. There's no way that, like, no one came up with that idea. Maybe they're all just too busy spinning their fingers around their hands to, <laughs> to, to realise it. Um... Uh, the t- rugby football would spread across to other English public schools during the 19th century as a consequence oh not a bad consequence just it yeah, happened because of this rugby football gained popularity all over the British Empire as former pupils of the public schools continued to play rugby football even after their graduations Uh Rugby football split into two sports slash codes in 1895. When 21 clubs split from the Rugby Football Union to form the Northern Rugby Football Union. In the George Hotel Huddersfield. This is very specific now. La da ba bla. Blah 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 blah. The respective world governing bodies are World Rugby and the Rugby League International Federation. Thank you for that information, but we have answered the main question, which was that rugby was invented in rugby. Who knew? None me. And there we go. What an amazing fact you can now take with you into the rest of your life, honestly. You're welcome. You're so welcome. What a weird note to end on. What a very strange note to end on. (laughs) Okay. That'll do for this episode, I think. Um, Thank you for all the messages saying you are happy that season two has started. Uh, I appreciate them. I appreciate you for listening and or watching. Um, it's good to be back and I'll see you next time I'm going to make some really cool videos in some places soon when I do a bit more travelling now the weather's getting really nice so make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel just YouTube and there I will be all my socials are At Cavan Kingston. If you would like bonus episodes. They're also available. On my Patreon. Where you can subscribe for a very good price. And get them all there. And apart from that. Oh Patreon.com. Forward slash. Cavan Kingston. And apart from that. The only other thing I have to say to you. Are the things. Plural, I have to say to you uh, I hope you feel a bit better A bit better? I hope you feel a bit better I hope you feel a bit more chill Than when we first started I I hope you take care of yourself I hope you are kind to yourself I really do And with that I will speak to you soon Okay Bye.